0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, Shalloners. Let's chill out and receive the message, wake the mighty women by calming them down. Let's take a deep breath through our nose and hold for a few seconds and out through the mouth. Here we go. In through the nose, and out through. Do that again. And this time we're going to focus on the mantra come at me, bro. I'll explain. In through the nose, come at me, bro, and out through the mouth. Why is that our mantra this week? Well, we're going to talk about something a little bit different this week. Not necessarily different, we're going to do a little bit of a different format. And I like the mantra to align with the message of what we're going to talk about. And it's very difficult for us, especially when we're in a state of fear or being attacked, or just uncertainty and anxiety to stand up to people who are coming against us. And yet, that's exactly when we need to do it, because it's not a coincidence that's when they've picked this time to attack us. They sense what they believe is weakness, and that's not the case. We're not weak, we're shalligators. So we're gonna kick things off with not one question, but 10 questions. All right, hear me out. You're probably like, no, please, I have things to do. I have been noticing a trend in the questions that you guys have submitted. Over the last week, I have received 10, 10 questions on the same topic. And I'm not going to read one specifically because you guys actually all asked me to keep them private. And when you submit your question on the website, shallonluster.com, you can opt out of having the question go into consideration for this podcast, you know, because I obviously I understand some stuff is just really private. And even, even though I anonymize, like even when I say someone's name, it's, it's not their name. It's a fake name. And... You don't realize how few names you know until you have to like make one up on the spot. You're like, next we come from a table. Uh this girl named Microphone. You just, your brain just locks up. But this topic came up so many times. I'm like, okay, we have to address it, at least in general terms. So I'm not gonna read one person specific question. I'm just gonna talk about as a whole, psychotic friends. I- I don't know if it's like quarantine that's bringing a lot of things up. I think that that might be part of it where we are either so removed from socialization. And like I always say about the quarantine, it's the great pause, the great reset. And that can be obviously a scary, awful thing, but it can also be a really refreshing and beautiful thing. It can restore us sort of to factory settings, right? And I think because we've gotten removed from socialization, we've allowed ourselves to see someone's behavior almost in a vacuum. Like before, okay, yeah, this girl's crazy, whatever, but we're all out at a bar. We're having fun. Like, it's no real skin off my back if she wants to act insane. But when I'm home and I have no outside stimulation and I'm already anxious and I'm already feeling trapped and this bitch is in my phone just being crazy and saying crazy, stressful things, like... Suddenly, you can't help but log those data points, right? You can't help but see her for who she is. And like I said, if you're already feeling the stress, and you know, now that we're all coming out of quarantine and everything, so the stress is dissipating in some ways, but new stresses are arising, right? And I talk about that in my video about how to come out of a sloppy quarantine and feel better. It's like, we think we want to be done with this, but now that we're confronted with it, we're like an animal that's trying to be reintroduced into the wild, and we don't want to leave our cage. It's like ah, uh, you know, I'm actually fine. I'm actually fine in this uh, goat rehab center. Out in Alaska. I'm last. I'm fine here. I don't no. I don't need a forage. So I have heard this come up a lot. <clears throat> so here is the TLDR of these questions. You've got a shaloner, obviously wise, astute, powerful women as we all are, who is dealing with a friend who's insane. People who are. They make us walk on eggshells. And one person said, I can't just drop her because she's psychotic. And I've I've watched other friends cut her off. And I've seen firsthand the fallout of what she does. This isn't just in my imagination. I'm not catastrophizing. And I'm not just being paranoid or dramatic. I have watched it. I've watched her dox them on Twitter. Now, I've been doxed. It's not fun. I've watched her post intimate conversations, like their text messages. I've also had someone threaten to do that to me. I've seen how she talks to our other friends and talks shit and spreads rumors. And like, I don't want that to be me. I hate her. (laughs) She's like, she makes me miserable and I'm on eggshells all the time. But I have data that the fallout would be worse. And that's what, that's the theme that I kept getting from you guys in these questions of like, I hate her and she makes me miserable, but the fallout is truly going to be worse. Okay, 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 okay. First of all, we cannot be hostages. I don't do you think of yourself as just sort of a hostage in your own life? No. I don't either. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I say this all the time. And look, I have been in these situations. I was in this situation very recently with somebody. Someone who I I knew was not healthy for me. Someone I knew was volatile and shifty, and I didn't feel like I had the power To drop her. I was afraid of her. I was afraid of what the fallout was going to be. I was already dealing with a lot in my life. And I wasn't like, sure, let's just poke this hornet's nest and dive into a whole new festival of bullshit. I'm just, I'm barely keeping up as it is. I don't need to run headlong into what I know is going to be a war, you know? But what I didn't realize, I was only focusing on the, the, war and the fallout that hadn't yet happened, right? I was focusing on what was going to happen. I was not looking at what already had happened, okay? If you're in the situation, you have no idea the toll that this is taking on you. Trust me. Now that I'm out of my situation, ah, truly I, I, it's, it's like a night and day shift. I used to wake up, not from an alarm, but from anxiety. I used to be anxious all day. My hair was falling out. I was getting heartburn so bad I couldn't sleep. I would have to get up and walk around the house to calm it down like this terrible ghost haunting the house with my lameness. I have so much less anxiety. I'm happier. I'm freer. I'm more confident. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And I promise you, this is affecting so much of your life and you don't know it. You have so much low grade anxiety. So this just black cloud of something is coming for me. When is she going to text? What is she going to say? What is she going to want? How am I going to calm her down? How am I go- How long can I push it till I don't respond before the bomb goes off and she flips out? And when I was in this situation, I literally had like different clocks, like world clocks on my phone so that I could time my response to when I thought maybe she'd be asleep and get out of the situation like that. And you know how that made me feel? Like a goddamn wuss. Like a wuss. And I don't view myself that way. I don't. And I, you know, some people do. Some people go like, no, I'm, I'm just the girl who doesn't stand up for herself. Well, bitch, I'm not. I'm the girl who stands up for myself. I'm the girl who stands up for you. I will cyber bully anybody you want me to, you know. But it was such an erosion of my self-image not of like my public. I don't. I don't care. But how I viewed myself, and I didn't get to this. I'm not a wuss phase by accident. This is something I purposely cultivated in myself. This is something I did through therapy, through reading, through those micro confrontations. Where it's like, no, you're not going to speak to me that way. No, you're not going to take credit for my work. No, you're not going to give me that backhanded compliment, and I'm just going to shrug and sip my mimosa. No. I purposely built a life that led me here, and I felt like this relationship was knocking it all down. And I, you know, of course, it wasn't all bad, you know, and, and yours might not be either. And that's when it's tricky. Like, you almost envy these girls who so it's like, this girl is so obviously psychotic. It's like, okay, then your choice is clear and the path is clear. You might not want to walk it, but it is clear. But when it's someone who is only kind of crazy, kind of toxic, sometimes evil, you're like, well, I don't know. Look. I've said this to you about relationships. Why are you accepting D plus work? D's get degrees. All right, that's fine. You're not a D student. You're probably not a D student in actual school. You're not a D student employee or a D friend, a D sister, a D daughter. Why have you, why are you accepting a D person in your life? Why are you stooping down to their level? I don't have to have something that's awful for me to say, I'm sorry, that's simply just not good enough. I've, I've dumped boys before who were, they were fine. They were fine. There was no monster under the bed. They didn't hit me. They didn't call me fat, whatever. I'm just like, I simply don't feel A plus about this. I don't think you're an A plus person. I didn't say that. <laughs> I have graded you on this rubric that I printed out from Etsy. No, <laughs> but but that's how I felt. It's like, this simply isn't hitting my grade standards. You're not setting the curve. And I require curve setters in my life. And the same with these people, they don't have to be 100% Ted Bundy evil for them to be eroding the positive things in your life, the positive things within inside you, with inside you. that doesn't make any sense. Within you, inside you. Can you tell I don't work off a script when I do these podcasts? So like I said, you are feeling the fallout of this and you just don't know it. And we've all kind of like seen this happen in our friends, where they've been dating someone who just sucked like a fuck boy, and it it started to become difficult to be around our friend. And maybe we couldn't even connect those dots. It's like, oh my god, like, Katie has become so annoying. She's so insecure, and she interrupts everyone, and she's starting fights. And then that fuck boy, it's finally over. Finally, she moves on, and it's like, oh my god, we got our friend back. Oh my god, wait, she's so fun now. She's so confident. This is the girl I, you know, friendship fell in love with. This is the person we want in our group. We couldn't put those pieces together, but the psyche is absorbing everything. She's taking it all in. She's logging these data points. Oh, she is the scientist with the clipboard in the back of the room, tapping her foot, being like, hello, I logged some points for you. Would you like to read them? And we're like, no, actually, I would not. Thank you, though. I am, I'm I'm going to sit over here with denial and cowardice. We're going to sit on this love seat. Well she's logging them anyway. And you know what I always say about the psyche? She will be hurt and she'll do it the easy way or she'll do it the hard way and she'll keep it up as long as it takes until you learn a lesson. And maybe that lesson is, you know, I'm going to start to drink and then I'm going to crash my car and I'm going to end up in rehab. And then finally at seasons in Malibu, I'm sitting next to Demi Lovato. I'm going to confront the fact that I need to stand up for myself. And that I'm keeping bad people in my life. Wouldn't it be kind of easier to do that without Demi Lovato around? Right? You don't need to do that. She's great. But I only want to hear her sing. I don't want to hear about her problems. So what you need to do is cowboy the fuck up. Cowboy up is a big phrase out where I live now in Montana. It's a big phrase I grew up with in California. It means cowboy the fuck up. Like, put on your big girl panties. Do what needs to be done, literally get up if you get knocked down off a horse and your face is in mud, which I have experienced multiple times, like literally in the past week. You just get up and you do it. Because let's walk through the reality of this fallout, okay? Because you might be saying, it's like, well, that's great to say, but you're not going to be dealing with the consequences of this fallout. Oh, honey, I have dealt with consequences. Like, I I am half a block ahead of you on this. I, I believe me. And it's not fun. It does give you so much anxiety, but I at least could look myself in the eye when I finally cut this person off. And yeah, she threatened to do a whole bunch of stuff. Some of it she actually did do. But <clears throat> you have to ask yourself, it's like, literally, who cares? And I don't mean that it's like who cares? I mean, I, that's an actual question. Who legitimately cares what she has to say? If you want to cut her off and you're a reasonable thinking shalligator, which you are a magical creature, and your other friends have noticed that she's crazy, that's a pretty representative sample size, right? And so that tells me other people probably noticed that she's crazy and are on eggshells and volatile and whatever. And so who exactly is her audience? Who is like buying what she's selling? Pretty much only other crazy people. And I personally would rather know who's in that camp and who isn't because normal, mature, focused, goal driven women don't they don't want to get involved in this shit. They don't they don't care. You know, a little gossip goes a long way. It's like, oh, wow, look at what's going on with like Katie and Jen. But anything further than that, if she starts texting people, and it's like, do you know what Jen did? They're gonna be like, you know, dude. I, uh, I don't really. I like Jen. I don't really want to get into this. They're gonna know Katie's reputation. This so Katie's a bad guy. No, sorry. Just hypothetically. Not. I love one of my best friends. His name Katie. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. Catherine's. Um. I sounded like Donald Trump. Wonderful people. Good people on both sides. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But. <clears throat> they're not going to buy what she's selling either they're going to understand how insane she is how dramatic and they are not going to want to get in bed with her either because they know consciously or not that if they're if katie's going to turn on jen who's cool and sane and all of this stuff well katie's going to turn on them right and why would they open themselves up to that for what What does she have like a sweet-ass house that she's taking everybody to. You know what I mean? It's like, what what is the prize? And you got to ask yourself that too. What is the pot of gold at the end of this bullshit rainbow? And most importantly, where is the end? What is the end of this journey? You don't want to cut her off now? Do you think you're going to want to cut her off six months from now? Maybe in six months, yeah, you will be at your limit and ready. But wouldn't you rather have six months of peace? Think about the return on investment. Let's say that she's going to flip out. Let's say that she is. I've been canceled on the internet. It's not fun. I don't recommend it. You know, wouldn't give it to, as a wedding gift to someone. But it does end. You know, no war goes on forever. No storm has power to rage till the end of time. This isn't the Bible. She's going to do some things. Your crazy friend's going to do some things. And depending on how you react, if you feed into this, because what she wants is drama. She wants to be fed. I say all the time that a vast majority of the possible population cannot differentiate between or does not care to differentiate between the difference between positive and negative communication. That was also a bad sentence. Differentiate between the different Shalyn, They don't care. They just want attention. They just want attention. They want to be listened to. They want to be heard. They want attention. They want power. And if you ice them out, block them on everything. When you cut this person off, you block her on your phone. You block her on Twitter. You block her on Instagram. But before you do that, you put the word out to people like, hey, some things have gone down. I've had to block Katie. I'm not interested in some dramatic back and forth. I know, though, that she is going to be. So if she reaches out to you, do me a favor. And number one, please just ignore her because all she wants is attention. And Shalyn Lester, the greatest blogger in the world, said that she can't differentiate between good and bad attention. And please also just don't tell me because that's a big thing. I, it's very hard for me not to take the bait about things. I'm a war machine, and I, I, I just, I just am. And so, if I am told about every single bad thing someone is saying about me, every single problem, I want to, I want to fight every single battle. And it's like, you know what? I don't need to. What does that earn me? Again, what's the pot of gold there? I win some arbitrary battle? Do I though? Do I? Not really. Not really. I don't. You know my phrase. If it don't get me laid and it don't get me paid, I ain't doing it. So are these things going to get you paid? Are you going to literally earn money from fighting these battles? No. Are they going to get you laid? Is it going to make your reputation better? Is it going to make you more attractive? Seem like a better friend, a saner person, a stabler employee? No. So there's no point in doing it. And I know. Ugh, I know. It's so frustrating. It's galling and maddening to have to walk away from someone who's calling you like a pussy and a psychopath and a bad friend and just lying. And their lies are going to escalate. That's how people like this are. They're going to start with, fuck you. And then it's going to be, fuck you. You're a bad friend. Fuck you. You're, you slept with my boyfriend. Fuck you. You slept with your daddy. It's just going to go louder and bigger and crazier. And who does that hurt? Her. Because she is going... You just got to give people enough rope and let them hang themselves. Because people like that do. Oh my God, they do. They might start with some sort of logical foundation. Jen cut me off when I was having a really bad day. What a bad friend. People hear be like, oh, that she is a bad friend. Y- yes, she's such a bad friend. And then I saw her touching my dog inappropriately. Wait, what? What are you talking about? You know, like they're, they're going to get drunk on that attention that they have. And they're going to while out. They're just going to keep going. And you... Just have to sit back and watch the implosion. That's it. You just got to sit back and be like, (laughs) here we go, crazy. And you, meanwhile, are moving away from a bad situation and towards a healthy one. Imagine, imagine that This I mean, that's kind of the best possible scenario. I mean, it might it's not going to feel that way in the moment. It's going to feel stressful. You're going to feel like you're under attack. You're going to feel like the entire world is talking about you and your business. But that's going to burn out. And this is like it's what can we compare this to? It's like giving birth, right? Giving birth is medieval and grotesque. Obviously, it's a horror show. And on the other side of it, though, is something good, a baby. I mean allegedly if you want a baby (laughs) for me if it was a puppy i'd be like i'll give birth 10 times in a row if there's even a five percent chance it might come out a puppy but eh, science has not gotten there yet birth is hard it's scary and once it starts you can't stop it girl there's only one way out and it's through but you do it because you know there's something on the other side and so that's why it's called labor you are laboring to get to something to create something and so if you're in the situation where you have to cut off someone crazy, view it like that. Hey, contractions are starting. It's, they're, they're small, they're far apart, but I know that they're going to speed up. I know that this is going to get worse before it gets better. This is going to feel scary and painful and out of my control until it's over and then I am on the other side and I have something I have deeply wanted, which is peace, which is a rescuing, a self-rescuing from this hostage situation. But sometimes these people are going to do more than just talk shit. Sometimes like one of these girls who submitted a question, they're going to like post your address on Twitter, something insane. All right, get your ducks in a row. Get your ducks in a row. I'm a big fan of war maps, like mind war mapping. I, I need to think of a good term for this. When I'm in like a triage situation, like when I am being attacked, I run through and this is the most awful thing that I have to do in my life. It is so hard, it is so painful, but it is absolutely crucial for me to put one foot in front of the other. I run through every worst case scenario. Every worst case scenario, right? Like, you know, people have been talking shit about me online and I sat down, I was like, all right, what are the worst possible things they could say? And literally one thing that popped in my head is someone's gonna say I'm a child molester. And I laughed when I thought that because I'm like, that's so stupid and ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But someone did make a video and say that. But had I not mind mapped that, I would have come to come to pieces. It would have just been so insane because it is insane. I don't even babysit as if as if. But that's the thing: you give people enough rope and they turn insane. They hang themselves, and it's like that person only looked crazy. They just look crazy. And meanwhile, I had done the pre work. I had laid that foundation. I had walked that path as sucky as it was at the time, and I had already figured out a response, which was clearly no response because it's so ridiculous. But had I not done that, yeah, it would have un- wouldn't have undone me, but it would have been much more jarring, right? I would not have enjoyed that. <laughs> would have been worse. So walking down those paths is crucial. What are you going to do if she posts your address on Twitter? What are you going to do if she DMs the guy you're talking to? What are you going to do if she says she's going to release, like, sexy pics that you texted her as a joke or whatever it might be? Or tell people that you made a sex tape. Some things you can't deal with on your own. Tell your parents. Tell a lawyer. Tell your dad's friend who's a lawyer. Tell the police. Tell your school principal. Tell your boss. Tell your coworkers. You know, if she wants to wage a war of opinion, Well, you do that pre-work. She doesn't know this is coming. You do. And that, in terms of war, is everything. Very few people win during a surprise attack, right? It's real hard to get your ducks in a row. Forewarned is forearmed. So you get those ducks in a row. You make sure you know what you're doing. You make sure you've walked through these worst case scenarios. And then she's going to see real quick, you are not the one. And one thing that I hear you guys say in this message is, <clears throat> and this, this is what makes you alphas, is you want to protect not only yourself, you want to protect other people from her. My teammates are all sick of her shit. My co-workers are sick of her shit. And that is, so, that is so admirable because that's what makes you an alpha. And we always say alphas aren't pack leaders. They're pack builders also. And so you are trying to protect your pack. I'm the same way. Like I'm I've always said I think that's the reason I got laid off at STAR because I was being a little pack-buildy. I was being a bit of a rabble-rouser. I was encouraging people to stand up for themselves. I was standing up for them. I was making a lot of noise. And people who want control don't really like that, you know? They don't want people standing up for their rights. They don't want people crying out for diversity. They don't want that. They don't want that. So, whatever. Big symbols make big targets. They were all worked out. But... As admirable as that is, focus on yourself first, Okay? Don't try to protect you and every single person on your cross-country team. Try to protect you. And by doing that, by showing, hey, no, this is what we're going to do against Katie. I've told my dad. I've told our coach. I've told whoever. You're going to set an example. You're going to set an example of fearlessness, of unbotheredishness, and of logistical foresight. You're going to be a good war general. And a general leads by example. And so then when Katie flips out, your other teammates are going to be like, uh, yeah, no, no. Now we have a blueprint for what to do. Jen taught us. Now we have a blueprint for how to act. And you know what? If they don't, hey, you can't save everyone. You can't save everyone. Save everyone. You can lead by example. But you need to worry about yourself. And then she's going to not run her game on you. And you're going to feel stronger and more confident and more empowered to help people who. Who maybe don't have this, this emotional toolbox just yet. You know, maybe they're not there yet. They're half a block behind. And then you can be there for someone. But don't try to do all of that at once. Don't try to do, I'm going to save her. I'm... You can't be a sword and a shield all at the same time, you know? So overall, the TLDR is you can't live like this, girl. Why would you? Why would you? She's not your mom. You have a crazy mom. I mean, hey, she's the only mom you got. It's, there's a lot of dynamics there. She's not your sister. She might not be your boss, you know? Like if she's just a friend who's perpetrating this against you, what the fuck? Like seriously, why? Why have you normalized this? And that is something to ask yourself. What are you telling yourself to make this okay? I look back on my situation and what I was telling myself was nobody else has my back. Nobody else has my back in this way. I'm alone. Well, you know what? I was alone. I was worse than alone. I was eroded. Alone, I'm whole. Being around someone who doesn't have my best interest in mind, you're eroded. It's not fun. Or maybe they do have your best interest in mind, but they just don't have the tools to execute it in a healthy way. It doesn't matter. Intent doesn't matter. Actions matter. Character is not intent. Character is behavior. And if you have witnessed behavior beyond the shadow of a doubt, girl, it is not going to change. It's not going to change. I mean, maybe it will. maybe she'll wise up five years down the line. Who gives a shit? Why are you making yourself a rehab for broken people? There's actual rehabs for those, like physical structures. It's not you. The only person you need to rehab is yourself. And ironically, the more we allow ourselves to rehab others, whether it's a fuckboy or a toxic friend or a shitty sister, the more we need that self-rehab and the longer it's going to take to get it because we're spending our energy. I always talk about energy like, like I talk about money. It's currency. And once it's gone, it's gone. And we think we're creating more of it. But what we're actually doing is going into debt. We, oh, I can't afford that. My bank account's empty. I'll just put it on my credit card. Well, you didn't make that $60. You went into debt to get that $60. I'm so exhausted. I'll just take an Adderall. I'll just have an espresso. You didn't create more energy. You went into an energy deficit. And it's going to catch up with you, right? Your, Your body is firing on cylinders. It's not meant to at this point. So you're hemorrhaging energy towards this person in this problem. And you're not creating more. So start to look at your expenditure of energy and of empathy and of time the way you would if it was money. Assign a dollar value to her bullshit right every text i have to send her costs me $5 and add it up at the end of the day go back through your messages and be like wow i spent $55 today and I, I and what was my product stress anxiety i feel bad about myself i feel like a coward i feel like i'm just in deeper i'm more like fixated on the consequences was that would you pay $5 for that feeling if someone came knocking on your door and selling that feeling would you would you pay $55 for that i wouldn't Put things in realistic terms. You already feel kind of ashamed of yourself. Feel a little bit of sh- of shame, but in like a concrete way. Because just like a little eyedropper full of that feeling will wake you up and be like, I can't do this. I can't justify this anymore. I'm not meant for this. Do you honestly think your life's purpose is to be here putting up with this bullshit? Do you? And I know that sounds very like extreme. It's like, all right, well, she's not controlling my whole life, isn't she? She's controlling your moods. She's controlling your anxiety, your peace. Like I said, other things in your life are being affected. You can't concentrate on writing that law school application. You're not texting back your other friends. You're snapping at your mom. Isn't isn't this pervasive? Don't lie to yourself about the effect a situation has. It's not going to get you anywhere. You are brave. If you even ask this question, you are brave. If you're listening to this, you want a way out, and you have it. That's the good news. You've had it the whole time. It's just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and accepting it. And you know what? Like I said, no storm lasts forever. Let her rage. Let her embarrass herself. And maybe there's five people from your school who are like, wow, yeah, Jen's crazy. Katie's not crazy. Katie's the sane one. It's Jen who's crazy. Fuck them. Let them go. I've had people say that. They're like, oh, I used to like Shallon. Now I don't. I was like, what kind of lunatic? All right, like, bye. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, I'm not going to fight to keep people in my life. If you've decided not to like me, you've decided. And I've got better things to do. I'd rather work on convincing a dog to like me, like really establishing that dog eye contact from across the restaurant and being like, he is going to love me. He's going going to come over here. He's going to roll his back, present his tummy. I'm going to rub his tummy. It's going to be the greatest part of my day. That's a worthy effort, right? Not trying to get people on your side who realistically you probably didn't like anyway. It's so much better to know where people stand than to think you have a bunch of real friends on your side, but it's actually fakes. So let the, let the crowds divide where they may, whatever. I'd rather have two ride or dies than 10 phony balonies. So do it. Do what needs to be done. This isn't the end. This is actually only the beginning. You cannot live your life in a fear state. You're not born for this. You're strong and you aren't going to be defeated by her or anyone. I promise. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalomtourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.